Body, Mind, and Soul podcast. Welcome to today's episode. I'm really excited to talk about today's topic, and I know we won't have enough time to really dive into all the aspects and layers of it, but thank you for tuning in and listening. So if you follow me, you may have seen that today's topic is going to be about religion, beliefs, conditioning, and this is a very sensitive subject for many people. Whether it be good or bad experiences, when we hear the word religion, for myself before, I used to immediately think about God, church, the Bible, all the rules that I've been told But when I think about religion now, I'm just referring to my beliefs and practices in my life. Now, I wouldn't say I'm religious because it seems to have a weird meaning nowadays, but I am open to religion and certain beliefs. I don't identify myself specifically as anything because I don't believe in everything and only one religion over the other. So for a while, I was even identifying myself as spiritual because I felt that it made the most sense of being neutral, but even now I'm still learning that for some people, spirituality means a completely different thing than how I see it, and that's okay too. I don't think that religion or beliefs is subjected to one box, but that's the tricky part about trying to identify as anything, because if you say one word, then immediately you're put in that box. And so today I'm going to break down into where I stand and my experiences as well and how I got to where I am now and I'll probably still evolve and grow from there as I get older. So today I'm going to be having my first guest on with me to discuss this subject and we're going to be going into our own experiences of religion and Christianity, Catholicism, shamanism, and spirituality. My guest today is going to be my dear friend, Julia, who is in a different state. So if there is an audio difference, that is going to be the reason why. And without further ado, let's welcome Julia to the podcast. So we are going to be talking about religion today and all the ins and outs of it um, and briefly talk about how we met and where we are right now. With our friendship. Hi, thanks for having me on your podcast. I'm so nervous. Yeah, it was weird for me <laughs> to talk to myself in my room for the first time. I was like, wow, I'm actually mm-hmm. podcasting now. It's weird to like listen to podcasts and then actually make your own. Mm-hmm. And we've talked really about it. it. Oh, thank yeah. you. We've talked about it. And I was like, why have we not made a podcast yet? <laughs> So, but me and Julia actually met through a podcast, pretty much, a podcast we both listened to, and that's kind of crazy. Now we're here, Mm -hmm. podcasting. Um, (laughs) Oh my god, you're right. Yeah. So we met through Girls Gotta Eat, which is, like, about dating, sex, relationships. Um, I still listen to it on and off, but... I think we were both in different places too when we first started listening to that podcast. Mm-hmm. I was very much involved in like dating and relationships, so I felt like I could relate a lot to it. But I think now when I listen to it, I'm like a little bit away from that. 
Um, but we I think might we do like the Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> on that. So we met through the Facebook group that is no longer there. So we were online yeah, friends before, <laughs> which is so weird. I, I feel like I used to have so many online friends when I was younger. And nowadays it's so hard to make friends when you're like, <laughs> everything is so virtual now too. So I want to just go ahead and get into... Um, where you started getting into religion or learning about religion, um, your age or as far as you can remember, <laughs> and just kind of the basis of like your young child adult life. Okay. Um, well, I was raised in a really religious family, so it's not like there was a certain age that I discovered it. Like I was baptized as an infant and from then on it was that was my life like um and until I became an adult there was no part of my life where religion wasn't a constant um theme presence whatever Um, like I like I said my family was very religious I went to catholic school literally my whole life uh, until again until college so even at that part of my life even like all my friends somehow we even if they weren't religious we had catholic school in common and like anyone you talk to who went to catholic school we can we automatically have a few things i think that we all went through in our childhoods there that so what's the difference in. between a catholic versus a regular school like what's the actual difference in it besides like being a catholic what did you do in it that was so different? Well, well, first of all, not everyone who went was Catholic. Um, like, it definitely depends on the school. Some schools, because they are privately funded and have the money to, might have, like, really good teachers for specified fields. So some students will get sent to a Catholic school just for the private education or maybe, um, like, I did go to a Catholic high school when I lived in Virginia, but the it was a debate whether or not I would be going to a Catholic high school, but what ended up deciding it was that the public school that I was zoned for wasn't like very safe. So that's another reason that um, some people I know have chosen to go. So it's not it's not like just Catholic people will go, but as far oh, okay. as differences, I mean, again, I never went to public school, so I can't say for sure and again it also depends on the school some schools will have you praying like all day every day like in every classroom like even if you aren't catholic like you still do participate in those yeah. rituals in those prayers um the high school i ended up graduating from we went to mass once a week as a school at least if there oh, was wow. some kind of um religious holiday going on that we would probably go for that but yeah we did do mass at least once a week so yeah. that was really intense all the other schools I'd gone to had been like mass every like once a month or something like yeah. that but it, but it's one of those things that just varies and then of course you take religion classes uh, and, and they're all of, of course based in Catholicism and like right. Christian history I did in, in eighth grade I took one well, I didn't take, it wasn't my choice, but we did like a little brief course in world religions. It yeah. was, it was this tiny little like pamphlet. So 
all the other religions in the world, they squeezed into this tiny little pamphlet. And like each, each religion had a page and it was like a brief summary of, I don't know, maybe the, the core beliefs of each religion or whatever. And I remember learning about that and being like super interested, but religion classes were always about like the Bible or Catholic tradition. And so we didn't really ever go very in depth about that, which I think is important if you're teaching students religion too. Yeah. And it always just reminds me of like when people are being taught about religion or like going back to school. I always just think of that quote from Nacho Libre when he's like, I don't believe in God, I believe in science. <laughs> and of I course, like, you gotta bring up Nacho Libre. I'm I used to, I, you still haven't watched it? Oh no, my God. I was supposed to watch it with you. We never watched Oh my gosh, that's right. It's like <laughs> such a good movie because it like is kind of based about based around religion too and like him being whatever I didn't know but that. he meets he meets a guy um not the uh, jack black and he just wants to piss jack black off because jack black is like a man of god's work and he's like i don't believe in god i believe in science and he, like they start fighting but um i think See, that really... was one thing too that like getting into high school um like in science courses when like the state requirements are like oh this is what you're going to start learning about like evolution fossil things like that that are controversial to some religious people especially like devout religious people i think it's a stereotype that like all like christians catholics whatever like don't believe in science don't believe in evolution like that's just not true but it definitely is something that's hotly debated if not just like kind of brushed to the side, you know, like whatever. But I remember um, my high school biology class, my teacher was like, obviously you go to a Catholic school, you're taught about creation as it is in the Bible. But she, she went, I'm a scientist and I'm teaching you about evolution. So if you have a problem with that, don't take it up with me, read your textbooks do your work outside of class, whatever, but this is what I'm teaching you, and I don't want any kind of debate in here, because I'm yeah, a scientist. I'm sure. And I was like, ooh, okay, that <laughs> was like, No debate in this she class. She taught us well. Yeah. Okay, so that's interesting. I mean, you did have, like, it wasn't a super strict school or anything. I mean, we've talked about it, but I don't think I understand, like, the extent of how, if it was extreme or not extreme, the school you went to. So it sounds like it was, I mean, not too extreme since non-Catholic people went there too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, what, I think I think most Catholic schools would kind of be in that vein of, of welcoming of like people of any faith, but yeah, I don't know. It's it's hard to say what's extreme and what's not extreme. Yeah, um, but it made me think about when you were saying that you guys had to pray most days right or like every day you guys would have to pray mm-hmm. and like when I was a kid even like in elementary when we have to stand up to do um what is it say the American well, pledge flag of allegiance? oh my god yes <laughs> it's been so long since I've said the pledge of allegiance I forgot what it was called um <laughs> so whenever we'd have to like stand up and say it I like didn't want to say it because I felt like I was being controlled and like I don't want to pledge to America every day to me it wasn't like 
I guess maybe it's me growing up in a like an immigrant home of you know we're not taught to be American or have American pride so I just was like I'm not gonna say it and no one's gonna make me say it. I'm just gonna stand here and yeah it was just a thing that I thought about you know yeah. I don't know if I would have went to a religious school if I like would have prayed or like would have resisted it I'm curious I guess you just never for the most part people don't really question it it's just because like I went from such a young age that I was never not praying in school so it never occurred to me like oh what if I didn't pray in school no but I would do little things like like what you just said reminds me like sometimes maybe I'd be like in a bad mood in church or something and I would like open up the hymnal but I wouldn't sing I'd be like people will think I'm singing I'm not only God knows I'm singing and he knows that I've had a bad day and this is me being petty with God like I don't know when you're a kid you know yeah um so I wanted to kind of talk about like when you're going through that were you like would you identify as Catholic and like did you really believe in the religion yeah definitely uh especially as a younger kid I was I was really into it um like you there's different Catholicism is very structured but there's different sacraments that you go through throughout your life some of them happen when you're an infant baptism and some of them happen when you're like in elementary school like I had my first communion and like first confession and everything and um I felt like I was really like making those decisions for myself even though I wasn't but like at the time I would have I, I still would have chosen to go ahead with them for sure but anyways in in making those decisions and going through those like the sacraments I felt like okay this is what I'm doing like I I'm, I'm religious I'm like I'm in this like this is exciting and I I would read like about the patron saint of the day every night before bed and I would like rent books from the library on saints and the bible and whatever like that's just like what I enjoyed learning about which I think looking back I think I was more interested in the lives of religious people and like why what occurred in their lives that made them so devout that I was like, oh, I need to study the saints to be a good Catholic kind of thing. You know? yeah. But anyways, I was, no, I was, I, I definitely considered myself Catholic, um, considered myself religious. I definitely never thought I would question it in any way ever in my life. Yeah. So for myself, I grew up on like two different religions so my mom is Hmong and I was going to research into this but I totally forgot so like sorry to all my Hmong people that are listening don't come for me I haven't done my research all I know is my experience but Hmong people they're shamans so I assume the religion would be shamanism and then my dad he's Vietnamese but for some reason my dad was like a Christian and I don't think it was like a family thing. I think he just found like God on his own time as he was living here. Um, but as a young kid, I could remember going to church as young as like kindergarten. And I don't know 
like what kind of Christians they were. I just know that my dad would like always like ground us on like praying and like certain rules. And like I don't know if your parents did that, but for me, it's because I was in between religion that I wasn't ever devoted to one religion. I was like, sometimes I believe in God and sometimes I don't believe in God. And it was very like back and forth. And my dad would always make me and my siblings pray before dinner. And like, it's not like my mom made us pray because she wasn't, she went to church with us, but I don't think she was like super, super into it. But we would like try to pray really fast at dinner. And like, I don't know if your family (laughs) prays at dinner, like out loud, but me and my siblings would like make it a game. We'd be like, God, in Jesus' name, thank you for this food. Amen. And like, we would Mm -hmm. eat like really fast. We would just say two words. And then at nighttime, my dad would like literally come to our bed and he would make us pray. He'd be like, okay, get on your knees in our bed and like, you know, bow down. And we would say our prayers. And he would make we us... We prayed in bread, but we didn't kneel, <laughs> right? Yeah. No, like, some days I would just, like, want to lay there. And he's like, no, you need to get up. <laughs> get up and, like, bow down. So I would, like, bow my bed, and he'd mm. make us pray. And he would always make us, like, list our family members. Like, like God, please watch over grandma, grandpa, oh, yeah, yeah, uncle, yeah. sister, brother. I'd have to list everyone. And if I would forget, he'd be like, you forgot this person. So I'd have to, like, add it on. So, yeah, it was, like, really annoying. And we, we always I feel like I dreaded it. But it made me go into this habit of, like, having praying as, like, something that I turned to when I was, like, scared or worried. And even to this day, I feel like those things we go, at, go through as children, we end up, like, doing as adults. Because... Uh-huh. Like, even to this day, like, I don't pray out loud, but I'll pray in my head when I feel, like, really stressed or, like, when my family was sick, I would, like, pray in my head to God. And mm-hmm. it's, like, I don't believe in the religion that I think my dad was trying to push onto me, but it instilled those things which I feel like aren't bad. Like, I enjoy yeah. praying, and I feel like prayer is, like, such a strong like connection that you have internally within yourself um Mm -hmm. but yeah Yeah, there doesn't have to be like this christian thing the sign of the cross yeah i mean i think in any religion Mm -hmm. like praying is like a thing across all religions Mm -hmm. it's just a way you connect with whatever yeah um but yeah i was like not sure how extreme my dad was because like obviously we know there's like fundamentalist people in each religion of like how extreme they take it mm-hmm. and i don't know how extreme my dad was but it was like every time we would talk like as i got older he would always tell me like make sure you like what is it don't perform adultery before marriage and things like that and he would like mm-hmm. always tell me those things and i'd just be like you're like, oh, yeah. Okay, dad, thanks. <laughs> like, I, and to me, it was just weird because, like, my dad was not, like, he was a Christian internally, but his, like, actions were otherwise. Mm-hmm. So it was, like, weird for me to, like, really believe in religion when I felt like 
he didn't really like portray himself as like a super Christian person in like, all his actions. So yeah, that was my childhood. And then the shamanism side of it was just, it's interesting. <laughs> like, I don't know. I think seeing it as a kid is like interesting to explain to other people because my grandparents would like have their rituals and stuff and we'd come home from school and they'd be like they do this thing in front of the door where they like have like this boiled chicken that they killed and have like their incense and like do their singing or speaking ritual things at the front door with their incense and you're just hoping like oh, I hope my friends don't see my grandparents at the front <laughs> door like doing this weird stuff it was interesting other than like your grandparents was that a big part of your childhood though or was it just kind of like you know you go to grandparents house and oh yeah you have to put up with these not put up but oh yeah they're gonna have the chicken and the incense (laughs) with with shamanism it wasn't necessarily like anything that I had to do I think I saw my cousins like do certain things more I think there were maybe some things that like you know there's religions that have like certain practices they do with like new years or stuff like that um Mm -hmm. and i don't think i ever did it but we had these parties at least i would call them parties or i think most of my siblings and cousins would say oh we're having a party this weekend and the party would be like a i guess like a ritual thing where like they would go get an animal from the slaughterhouse and we'd you know, sacrifice this animal and they would do their ritual in front of the shrine, but they would invite like a bunch of people over, like friends and family, and we would just cook and eat and hang out. But it was always like something for someone. So if like someone got sick, they would have this ritual party for this person. Um, And that's, I guess, how it worked. But there was a lot of like, it would, I guess we call like superstition where like it kind of like um instilled fear in me like that's why i'm like really scared of like scary movies kind of like i'm really scared of like ghosts and spirits and stuff i think because of that religion that i was brought up with so like there's a thing that's always stayed with me is that you're not supposed to sleep like straight in your bed like you're not supposed to sleep like with your arms to your side and your legs straight like flat on your back or this do that anyway i don't know but you're not supposed to because if you do sleep like that from what i was told or what i understood it was that spirits will think that you're dead so they'll come and sit on you and that's why a lot of people that experience sleep paralysis supposedly like this is why that happens yeah (laughs) so as a kid wait that's so true as a kid I would always sleep with my legs crossed or my arms crossed or on my side. I would always make it a thing that, like, if sometimes I sleep on my back. If I'm going to sleep on my back, I'm going to cross one leg, like, always. And that's why it was always a thing because it's like, okay, you don't want spirits to think you're dead and sleep on you or whatever because we heard, we would hear these, like, stories. And we would all get scared. Like, our cousins would be like, yeah, this happened to me. And we're like, oh, my God, that's so scary. So there was just a lot of superstition with That's spirits and stuff. I'm, I'm so interested in that because, like, especially in Catholicism, 
definitely there's a lot of talk about spirits and things as well like like exorcisms are a real religious practice that Mm -hmm. like it's not just a cheesy movie like priests really do that like obviously not every priest and it's not super common but you're more taught about spirits in the like very black and white like there's a guardian angel watching over you at all times which like sounds really creepy but it's not supposed to be or there's demons and they're whatever I don't know yeah (laughs) we don't super have to get into that but it's really interesting because I wouldn't classify it as like superstition that's never right what I thought of but it's definitely still a part of it's like super like super I guess supernatural things or like things like that are not there's always like a a magic aspect of religion of like yeah this might happen or what like I don't even know why people have exorcisms like it's just like that demons are yeah yeah I don't want to <laughs> I don't want to be the exorcism ex- exorcism <laughs> expert or anything because I am not. But yeah, I think it's just demons will inhabit like some innocent person's body, and then a priest, because he's been divinely ordained by God himself, is the only is the only living thing on this earth that can get the demon out. Yeah through the Bible and holy water and yeah. the power that God has given this one man, whatever. Just, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> it's interesting. Yeah. Well, like, so when I was younger, too, we used to go to church. My dad would speak in tongues. Like, I don't know if you mm. know anyone that speaks mm-hmm. in tongues. And I would just be like, Dad, like, what is it that you're doing? <laughs> and, like, he would, because we would sing, and then he would go up to the front with other people, and he would speak in tongues, and... And I was just like, how do you, how did you learn how to do that? Like, it was a language, like, I wasn't sure. And he was just like, no. you just do it. And like, it just, I don't know, God just, like, instills it in you somehow, and you can speak tongues. And I was like, whoa, like, that's crazy. But now when I look back, I'm like, I think he was just kind of, like, saying random gibberish. <laughs> yeah. And, and my grandma says that she can speak in tongues, but, like, so, like I've never heard her do it. Only, she says selectively, like, sometimes it just comes out, and it's not to be spoken casually. Or yeah. In I any just, church service, whatever. But I oh, wow. hear it. Yeah, I just <laughs> I remember know. it sound like gibberish, and I was just like, hmm, <laughs> that's interesting. Yeah. Um, so I wanted to like talk about my experience in church and how I feel about where I am now with like my experience. Um, So there was moments, I guess, after I stopped going to church because I only went when I was younger and then I stopped going because my parents separated so I could only go like if my dad wanted to take us. So we only went like a couple times when I was in junior high. But after that, I would go to, like, church things by myself or with my cousins. And there was this time that my cousin had held this church thing at her house. And me, my sister, and my cousin, we were doing um, this thing where we were, like, washing each other's feet. Because I guess there's a part in the Bible with when people wash Jesus' feet. Is that what it is? Mm-hmm. If I can remember. Jesus washes their feet okay so we were doing this and 
all of a sudden my cousin starts crying and then like my sister I think my sister's crying and then like I'm getting emotional and like we're all just like so emotional in this experience and it's weird it's like I don't know if it's if it's you know God or Jesus that is making her feel this way or if it's like just being connected to each other and like having this intimate moment of I don't know going through this together Mm -hmm. and then I dated this guy on and off in high school that was very much so like Christian like he identified himself as Christian he didn't want to have sex till marriage and we went to this church event together and I remember just like tearing up because I would like think about like my dad and like feeling connected to God and like having that relationship with God and I don't know what it was and I don't know if you feel this way or like ever feel emotional emotional about like God or religion um I mean I definitely I get what you're saying with sometimes it's just like such an not intimate but doing any sort of religious practice with other people whether you believe in it or not even if you're putting in minimal effort you're making yourself a little bit vulnerable so obviously emotions can get high with that even when you're like with strangers but especially when you're with your family but yeah I'd say definitely now um, like sometimes I still like FaceTime my parents and watch mass with them on Sundays just because we're all very busy and that's Sunday mornings are one of the few times that I know we can all be together and what they're doing is watching church so I'll I'll live stream that too and I'll watch it with them and sometimes just like if I really focus on on the prayers or on the songs or something I'll get kind of emotional just thinking about my childhood and but it's more of a nostalgia kind of way I guess at this point yeah, my sister and I, we oh. still, like, listen to, like, Christian music sometimes. I, I think it's more so because of that nostalgic feeling or, like, the feeling, the lyrics, like, just how powerful, I guess, it feels sometimes to, like, mm-hmm. sing to God or about God. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, <laughs> it's kind of The weird. lyrics make you vulnerable, too. Like- mm-hmm. Like, especially in, like, traditional, like, I don't know, like, mass hymns or sometimes they're just, like, I, yeah, it, they're, like, cries for help almost, and sometimes you're just in yeah. a spot where even if you're not, like, directly praying to a Christian God and you're reading these songs, you're still, yeah. you're still meaning the words that you say. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was just talking to someone about this the other day, is that, I feel like with any religion or beliefs or anything, and especially like God or Catholicism or Christianity, I feel like the people that are really into their religion are people that are struggling internally the most. And I was talking to her about this, and this is just my opinion, people. Okay, we all have our different beliefs, (laughs) but it's that... Like, we pray to God and we lean on God in hard times. And then when good things happen, we thank God for it. 
because God is a person that helped you get through it. You know, this is kind of like God is love and God is the person that gives me strength every day. And it's like you are putting all of this gratefulness and stuff on God when that person was you in your head. Like the person you lean on was you in your head. And like when people struggle through hard times, they lean on God because God is that person internally that they can, you know, go to. Because, I mean, I think if we're being realistic, most of the time a lot of us are lonely physically. You know, we don't have a lot of people to, like, lean on and tell all of our thoughts and all of our prayers and worries to. And so we do that to God. And it's like you have this conversation with God, but it's just really internally with yourself. And I think you really get yourself through that, but having that faith to be like, to give it to another person and just feel like, like it's out of my hands, it's all in God's hands, when it is in your hands, I don't know, that's that's kind of how I see it. No, that makes sense. And that makes me think like growing up, I remember something that we were kind of told was you know to not forget about God like during the good times like don't only lean on him when you really need him you know there's a variety of reasons for that or whatever but it was definitely addressed that you felt more drawn to to prayer or just religion in general when you needed something Mm -hmm. which was always looked on as a bad thing at least in my in my circles as a kid. But I don't know, I was also like why why does God super care? Like if we ask him <laughs> for help and then he gives us help and we're happy, isn't that what he wants? But that's just Oh my gosh, that reminded me. I used to do this thing when I was younger. Like I would try to pretty much like convince myself that God was real and so in my head I would be like God if you're listening yes. I want a hundred dollars right now literally oh like, my god I have the dumbest story with that <laughs> I oh. think it's like a magic I'm like God I literally. wish I wish I could have this right now and you need to give it to me <laughs> mm-hmm. see one time that worked and like I'll never forget it <laughs> or like I thought it were I don't I mean I did that like a million times it probably it never worked for me more than once <laughs> But did you ever play those, like, Spyro games? Like, those video games with the little purple dragon? Uh, I don't know. I don't uh, think they so. They were so fun. Well, there was one, and there were just different, like, little... I mean, any video game, different little mini-games you have to get through. And there was one, and I had been spending hours and hours on it, and I couldn't get it, and it was, like, a memorization... I don't. I honestly don't remember. But it was, like, a memorizing, like, guessing thing, and you had to, like, get exact blocks that you needed pushed down like pushed down all at the right time kind of thing I don't know (laughs) something something like that and I was like so frustrated and I was like dear Jesus like if you get me through this spiral challenge right now like I will devote my entire life to you like I'll be so like I'll be the perfect Catholic like after this like just get me through this thing and like right away um right away like the challenge completed and it worked and I was so shook and obviously I did not fulfill that promise but I'll never forget that um that's how strongly that moment 
<laughs> yeah. And well, that goes back to like, we, we ask God for all these things when we're mm-hmm. the person that's capable of doing it. Um, but I think, I think with that, it is nice to like have that comfort of like knowing that like someone is there mm-hmm. listening to you. And I think that's the biggest thing for a lot of people. And I feel like that's what it was mm-hmm. for my dad is because my dad, you know, struggled a lot with a lot of things in his life, but God was always that person for him. Like, that's why I feel like he took his faith so strongly or believed in it so much is because, you know, like my dad went to jail and he just had a complicated life, but God was always that person for him to like save him and be there for him. So Mm -hmm. I believe that it works for some people. And I think that's how all religion is. Like, if it works for you, great. But it has to be something that's not harming you mentally, too. Because religion can be so manipulative and toxic for you. Go ahead, girl. Take your break. I'm, I muted myself. <laughs> Didn't know I could do that, but... Anyway, anyways. Sorry, I continue. <laughs> no, so... Yeah, like... With religion, I think, you know, we see that, like, extremist fundamentalist side, and I think that side is really scary. And a lot of people that you know or that I know have probably experienced some form of that. So, you did watch The Keepers, right? The what? The Keepers. Oh, no, I actually haven't. Oh my goodness. Okay, so I want to briefly talk about both of these documentaries said because they're both surrounded around religion so i thought you had watched it the keepers is like a murder it's a murder documentary but it's also surrounding catholic school too and so the basis of it is that these teachers are pretty much harassing and sexually harassing these students and it's all like using religion as like a fear tool to like get them to do stuff so like if he's like harassing the girl it's just more like like you need to do this because this is what god wants or like you're you're sinner and stuff like this so she would feel pressured to like let the teacher harass her because she thought that that's what god wanted and like her faith in god was so strong that she allowed this to happen Mm -hmm. and it just leads down this crazy 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 awful ending um and so she tells this story as she is an older lady now um but she pretty much suppressed all of the memories and she didn't like remember them until like years later of like the awful things that happen it's a very very intense documentary it's very triggering um and very graphic so there's that documentary and then there's that pray away documentary that i was telling you about so I just, I don't want to like spoil it for anyone, but there's a, a group in that documentary. So the main documentary is about, um, the group called, um, Exodus. Do you know who they are? So it follows this group called Exodus and what the group is formed of is people that were ex-gays. So they're like people that were in the LGBTQ community but got out and found God and 
is no longer living the gay lifestyle as they say it. And then they try to help other people like not be gay or lesbian or whatever. And so there was this whole movement. They would have like national conventions every year of like bringing all these people together and helping them um, transform into not being gay. And so obviously it was just all a lie pretty much because it's like these people, mm-hmm. it's, it's pretty much conversion therapy. It's like these people are who they are, but they feel like for some reason God won't love them if they are gay or lesbian or whatever. So it's really interesting, but there's another group in it where this guy is, he used to be transgender. He used to identify as a woman. He used to dress as a woman. And then all of a sudden he found God and now he's no longer transgender. And he's like creating groups for other people too, to pretty much like form this group again of like people that want to leave the community and not be gay or lesbian anymore. And it's just really sad to see, like, I don't know this guy's life, but I don't believe him. Like when he's like, I'm not transgender anymore or whatever. Cause I'm just like, I feel like it's all fear-based. Like we want to be accepted so bad. So we like convince ourselves that we are no longer that so that we can be supported by, by the other Christians. And, like, be seen as, like, someone that, like, was able to transform back, you know? And I feel like they just prey on these people. And, like, it's just really heartbreaking. See, that's the whole thing about, at least my, again, I don't want to, like, classify religion as a whole like Mm -hmm. this or Catholicism as a whole, whatever, but just in the way that at least... I kind of viewed things growing up is like you're taught that God is perfect God does not make mistakes and he created you just the way that you were meant to be and he in his image and by being created in his image you are also perfect you are born with original sin like of course we have flaws in our lives are lived to make up for those essentially but we're created in God's image, right? So if that's true, and if he loves us just the way we are, just the way that we that he created us, mm-hmm. and in that sense, some people are, like, my elementary, middle school, we weren't allowed to wear makeup, we weren't allowed to dye our hair, or do things like that, because that was altering the image that we were created in. That's not what God, God didn't want me to be blonde, so I wasn't supposed to dye my hair blonde, you know? But in that, if someone is is gay or transgender or whatever, and that's fully what they believe, why would God create them that way only to force them to change? Mm -hmm. It just it doesn't it doesn't make any sense at all. Yeah. It's it's crazy, and I'm so excited for you to watch this documentary because you're gonna be yeah, like, me too. you're gonna be like, what is happening? Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, so I wanted to talk about like today. I saw this little Instagram post about I think it's pronounced omnism. Do you know what that is? No, I don't so. So it's just it was like briefly um, explained as it's like another 
quote-unquote religion and omnism is the recognition and respect of all religions but they like don't believe in like one set thing and so it's like the belief that no religion is truth but that truth is found in all of them so it's being like very like not conforming to one religion or saying that you only believe in one religion and I feel like I when I saw that I've never heard of it before but I like had read something um that it was maybe related to like that coexist bumper sticker yeah that's exactly what I was thinking of okay so because I don't know I always see that bumper sticker but I'm like what the hell is that so I guess that's what it is is that like you don't claim one religion or practice but you do find truth in each one of them um but it doesn't mean that everything's true you know so I feel like that's how I feel about religion. It's like, I think there are certain pieces of each religion that I do understand, but I don't like identify mm-hmm. as like one certain religion. Yeah. Well, I think the more you learn about, about other world religions, the more you realize that it's basically the same religion, like Christianity, Judaism, Islam, like literally all have the same God. They have like very similar texts, like the Mm -hmm. Bible and like, you know, it's insane how it's like the same thing, but with different words and different traditions. Yeah. And it can be seen as so divisive. It's literally, it's literally the same thing. Like my, when I, I remember reading that like world religion pamphlet, whatever, like eighth grade mm-hmm. and being like, I don't really see how this is very different than what we are being taught in Catholic school. The central theme of, of most of these religions is, you know, love your neighbor, whatever. Mm-hmm. Why? then can we not love each other equally without, like, any, I don't want to make it sound like we were told, like, oh, these people are wrong, whatever. It was never like, oh, love your neighbor unless they're of this other religion. Right. But it was very much love your neighbor, and then it's evangelical where it's love your neighbor and show that love by saving them, by showing them the truth, which is Christianity, (laughs) whatever. But anyways, I was going to say my grandma, bless her heart, um, she was a like Catholic education teacher for a lot of her life. Now she's very old, and she just watches um, what is it called? Catholic Channel, whatever doesn't matter. She, she just watches <laughs> church all day, basically. Um, it's her whole life, and I remember when she first moved in with us, she had a couple different copies of the Quran in her bookshelves, and I thought that was so cool. I was like, oh my god, like, have you read through the Quran? Like, that's fascinating. I would love to take a look, because I've not really been exposed to that. And she essentially told me that she had read it, but to refute it in her education classes. And the Quran is of a different religion, right? Yeah, that's the Islamic Bible, essentially. Right. Um, which just seems so sad. Like, she didn't mean that in a hateful way. She meant it in, like, she genuinely thought that was, like, the good she was doing. Like, she said it like you would, like, like, oh, I'm refuting the Quran. Like, 
the same way like like you or I would refute like like someone saying the sky isn't blue. It, does that make sense? I feel like I'm starting to ramble about <laughs> Try not to make my grandma sound like horrible. But, no, I mean she read um, it for like educational purposes. Is that right? Yes, to but teach? she read it. Yes, exactly. But she went in with the bias of this is all wrong, and I'm going to read oh, okay. it and I'm going to learn about it so that I can prove debate. It right? Like she's ready, no, exactly. like to come at you with facts. <laughs> she's ready yeah, to absolutely. argue. Mm-hmm. Right. But that's the crazy thing is like, of like how I mean we see these different people that are like really, like, believe that my religion is the only religion, and mm-hmm. and and the thing is like your your grandma like is a lovely person like if I I met her right that that grandma mm-hmm. Liz, and like yeah, I wouldn't Liz. ever think that she would judge me based on my religion and she wouldn't but it's like in her mind she's like. You know, her religion is her life, and yeah, and it's not that she puts that on other people. I totally see that she doesn't, but it's interesting to see people that are doing years and years of this practice, and like mm-hmm. they just are conformed to like this religion only. And yeah, like you're saying, exactly. with like love thy neighbor and like those teachings, and how all of these religions are the same, but we want to separate ourselves for some reason and mm-hmm. say that like no, this religion is my religion and your religion is your religion. And I think that's like the opposite of what God wanted. And I think for myself, and I think we've talked about it before of like, is there a God? Like who knows? But I think that I'm like back and forth a lot where I think there has to be a God that created something. Even if the God is like, a star that created the ecosystem or whatever the planet like god doesn't have to be a person or a soul or whatever god could be like like you're still spiritual yeah god could be science you know who, who knows but yeah i think that i like to think that there's a god but i don't think of god as like the christian god or jesus's dad or like <laughs> a set god because there's yeah. just so many i think god's just like one one thing and everything and god is us we are god i think that's how i see it too mm-hmm. where we just it's all one thing pretty much but yeah where do you stand with your beliefs in that dude i don't know um i've been <laughs> trying to figure out what i was gonna say when you asked me that and i do not know but i kind of want to go back to like i was just thinking sorry like cut it out like you know it's okay yeah you can start right here my family like my grandma um educating herself to like refute these things and how education is both what keeps people in those mindsets of my way is the only way and this is why but also it gets them out of it and i really don't know what the difference is between how you between the way you end up, you know, like my dad, I think I told you about this because I like saw you the day that this happened, but my dad was a theology minor mm-hmm. and my, my mom is a lot more religious than my dad. My mom was the Catholic one. My dad didn't even grow up Catholic. They both grew up very religious. Um, my mom was actually, <laughs> side note, extreme, extreme sidebar, but I feel like worth mentioning. Um, you know the group that Amy Coney Barrett 
was a part of that people were like, this is like a cult. She cannot be on the Supreme Court because she's literally a cult member. Mm-hmm. Like the, the group that was, oh, um, okay. <laughs> God, I don't even know how to describe it. But she was, she was a part of a very extremist religious organization um, that was being compared to The Handmaid's Tale Oh my god! It's, it's just very, very traditional. It's not nearly as dark, obviously, but very traditional. Anyways, that's how my mom grew up in that same community. That's what she calls it—the community. Like, yeah, it, like you to, know, like, it's a me, cult like, when it you call like it a community. Cult. Yeah, <laughs> like that. Yeah, it's bad. Like you were supposed to only marry like members of the community, whatever. My oh dad my didn't grow up in that community. He just like knew the people that were in it. It was, it's, I don't know, it's the whole thing. Um. Anyways, so that's how my parents grew up, which explains a lot about how my mom raised me, obviously not in a um, quote-unquote community, but still very strict. But my dad was always more of like on the sidelines. Like he went to church and he prayed with us and we talked about God, but it was definitely like, especially now my mom is the very Catholic one. Just growing up, my dad didn't have a lot of opinions about anything, honestly. But anyways, pretty recently, we were, like, riding bikes, just the two of us, and he started talking about his minor, and we just started having this really interesting conversation about how fucked up the Catholic Church is, and my dad and I have never even really talked about religion before at least since I've, like, become an adult, you know, and he's, like, it started out very factual, just like, oh, these are, like, war crimes and um, criminals that, like, the Catholic Church is, you know, like, the Catholic Church bailing out Nazis, like, that's how the, that's how the conversation started, but, um, anyways, he got into this whole thing where he was, like, I'm a whole theology minor, I spent years of my life studying religion, and he went to a religious school he was taught by like very educated religious people and through that he's come to the conclusion that he doesn't really believe the bible is you know truth he he was telling me about all the like how it's very allegorical like he told me he doesn't even believe in hell he said historically in Jesus's time um god just now I'm gonna butcher this trash was burned like outside the cities and like big fires and um something like that and then the bible the bible references like fire and dogs and whatever my dad was basically like that was just literally how they disposed of their garbage like it's not describing hell as this fiery place it's just we literally have read it incorrectly because the bible has been translated literally thousands and thousands of times and was written by dozens of different people yeah it it makes no sense to take this whole thing and be like this is absolute truth but anyways it was very interesting because i don't know why he became a theology minor but it's so interesting to me that like one side of my family is very educated about religion and is very devout and firmly believes that that is the one way to live their lives and my dad got very educated and is like yeah I'm not in it but you know he goes along with it because there's no point in arguing with my mom but you know (laughs) he didn't say like didn't believe or anything but it was 
a very mind-blowing conversation for yeah me and I think it, my family felt like that probably is too because you're like at this point now where you're not a child and you're not kind mm-hmm. of like obligated to to have certain practices and whatever like you can make your own choices now he probably sees that too you know like yeah as you get so. older and he's probably like okay I can talk to Julie about this <laughs> I always had that thought of like who wrote the bible like who wrote the bible <laughs> like did god write the bible i don't think he wrote the bible it's god like, inspired many many different authors like who transcribed was essentially this? there were brand not random people but there were vessels through which god did write the bible and then the gospels and certain letters that are in the new testament were written by like the apostles matthew mark luke and john or Peter's letters, whatever, I don't remember what they're called. Right, but in, like, um, my head, okay, so people have, like, like you're saying, people have their idea of how the Bible came to be and all of these stories and whatever, but it's, like, couldn't have someone that just wrote this and then say that, like, this is is what God was doing or saying, and then they just, like, make it a thing, you know? And, like, that's what I think. I think it's all just a hoax. Like, we're all (laughs) just reading Mm -hmm. this fictional book and it's our truth. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And that's the hard part. It's like, when did the Bible start? And why, if this is fact and if this is truth, why is it not in our history books? Or like, seen more as history yeah. instead of a religion. You know, I would think that religion would be more of a factual history mm-hmm. event instead of in the Bible. Um, and people will tell you that's like, that's purposeful because they're trying to like keep religion out of schools or whatever. And there's, there are many, 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 many different versions of like each Bible. They've yeah. all gone through a lot. And even in ancient times when we had like three copies of the Bible, there were like old dudes going through and taking bits of it out because it didn't fit right or whatever. Right. Like, we don't know like what it that is was. just you so, know, like, like your dad had, was saying, it's so like, all translated it's lost in translation and we don't know Mm -hmm. how much of it is what it's supposed to be yeah like i want someone to look me in the eye and tell me (laughs) with all seriousness that this is 100 percent what they believe just the story of noah's ark like (laughs) like go talk to your grandma come on (laughs) your grandma will be that person yeah wait let's dial my grandma in on this (laughs) she's gonna refute everything for you Okay, so I just want to wrap up here because we could go on forever and this podcast would be extra, extra long. Um, but I kind of just want to wrap up with where we are now. Yeah, sorry, beliefs. I totally dodged that. No, it, in your beliefs, um, where you are now and like, I mean, just kind of describe that and how you kind of got to this place, maybe within the past couple of years. Kind of like what you were saying earlier. I like to take what I can from the religion that I've grown up with, whatever, from other religions that I've taught myself about. And I'm really not sure what I believe in. I don't, I don't really concretely believe in anything, um, which I think is, is kind of the point sometimes. Like, 
I'm constantly trying to learn and like every day maybe have a new thought about what you could believe, but in the end, why do we need to know exactly what's out there? You know, whatever. Like I obviously do not consider myself Catholic anymore. And that's that's good, that's okay, but I wouldn't say that there's not there's not a god or something. I re- I don't I don't know. I really don't try to figure it out too hard, I guess. Um I just think it's interesting the way that those beliefs will affect how you treat other people and that's kind of more of what I like to focus on. But I do I do now um I'm still obviously very interested in like learning and talking about religion all the time and um I think it's interesting of like kind of gone back to appreciating some parts of Catholicism that I didn't before. Like again, it's very culty, obviously I'm not like really into that, but I love like iconography, like stained glass and like Catholic art and religious history is so interesting. It's so sad, but I just, I love learning. But I think just as I got older, and started meeting more people and seeing more of the world um like i started you know traveling as a teenager and just experiencing other cultures and it just got to be like you know coming home to such a you know going to school in such a strict environment of these are our traditions these are our rituals it's always been this way and it always will be this way it just didn't doesn't seem like reality to me and it also just again the more you learn about people the more you question what they're teaching you such yeah fundamental teachings like Mm -hmm. like again like I was telling you we don't have to get into this now you can totally cut this out too but I love thinking about like what we were talking about with the devil like the devil essentially doing God's work because you're raised to, you're raised that it's so black and white, like everything is so black and white, there's good and bad, there's evil, and there's God, and it's so interesting to think about other ways, like, or can it all just kind of be the same thing, or can it all be working together to, like, create what we do live in? I don't know, I feel like I'm really not making any sense. Yeah, (laughs) no, it's okay, like, if we, like, create like one religion like maybe at the end of the day you know as generations go on maybe there will only be one religion i feel like that is or like who cares because different things work for different i'm sorry that sounded really harsh but like you know what i mean like yeah 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 i mean we're always gonna have our own cultures religion works for some people that's what inspires them to be a good person and to wake up every day and yeah be spiritual and reflective and work on themselves and that's really cool and some people have that feeling without needing any sort of guidance from like a higher power and that's great too you know like yeah i mean religion isn't for everyone everyone can do their own thing and i think that's the thing with myself too is like for so long i felt like i had to like identify as something and like even when you do these dating apps they're like what religion are you so for the dating apps, for a while, I would put, I would put myself as there's a section for spiritual, and I would mark myself as spiritual because that's how I felt like I was the past couple of years of like 
I identify as spiritual and to that that meant like just being open to mm-hmm. all beliefs and being open-minded and not putting myself in a box but I recently had heard from someone about their experience with spir- spirituality and they had like a cult-ish experience and I can I was like confused I was like whoa like I didn't know spirituality could be that but with any belief or practice they can all be mm-hmm. a manipulative group and belief system and mm-hmm. you know make you do certain things because you're scared this is going to happen and just all that yeah. so anything I don't know. that asks you to have blind faith like, yeah and I recently watched little... this movie about Charles Manson I don't know if you know too much about Charles Manson I don't know too much about him but when I was watching this movie I was like I could I could see why a lot of people would follow him because he was like very convincing I mean it was a movie about him it's not actually him so I don't know what actually happened but it just made him seem like this person that like you want to give all of your like belief into because he really convinced you that you could be free and you could be happy and he was like a hippie loving like we can all love each other and just be happy and it made sense for people to like want to be like yeah I just want to be free and happy and I'll do whatever you say because I just want to live in this commune and love each other and do drugs and I was like understanding it but obviously it was awful it ended badly because it was a cult so it's like the good and bad in each religion I think with how extreme people take things um but I think for myself for a long time I like was trying to be like spiritual and like try to identify as something like I was like maybe I'll read into Hinduism or maybe I'll read into Buddhism and I'll identify as that and it's like now I'm like I don't want to identify as anything I just want to believe what I believe in and like even with that whole omnism thing it's almost identifying as something right yeah but I want to be that without the label like I believe there's something we can take from each religion but it doesn't necessarily have to be like a fucking solid yeah. fact that we're gonna be follow that, us. like those labels are only for us to tell other people right essentially. yeah so i think we're both at the same place where we're just like just yeah. trying to exist and like figure out our life and what we believe in and stuff and like set certain practices in our own life that we decide to choose whatever that is yeah, I, I I would agree with that 100%. And it's like, I don't feel closed off to anything. I'm, just like, but I'm not in a rush to find a new label or identify as something either. Yeah, I think we're both very open-minded people when it comes yeah. to all religions and teachings mm-hmm. and practices, which is a good yeah. thing. Like I still use religious language too, like all, especially if I know the person that I'm speaking with like is religious like i'll say you're in my prayers like i'm not like laying down at night like doing the sign of the cross and being like okay like please bring this person peace whatever mm-hmm. but it's like you're in my thoughts like i i thoughts and prayers that's not what I mean. you know what i mean though um, <laughs> you know i was talking to someone about this recently about prayer and it's almost something that i want to start doing because i feel like i feel like that that's like the energy in church or that I experienced in religion that I really loved is like 
praying or chanting or singing in groups yeah, or together. Yeah, it's that meditative. Right. Work. It's like this intimate experience. And I want to take that out of church and out of this whole religion. And like, I think that's what kind of resonated with me with like the Om chant is the first time I did it was in a yoga class. Our teacher had us do it and all of us were just all chanting Om and it like shook like gave me chills it just like shook me because how much energy and emotion you can feel from other people when you're doing something collaborative mm-hmm. like that but i was talking oh, about prayer prayerful yeah i was talking about prayer with someone and just how praying out loud or over someone i feel like that's so like intimate and emotional and i like i don't know i don't know how i'm gonna incorporate that in my life now but i i feel like it's different when I do it in my head versus yeah. when it's like out loud. I don't know. I'll probably try practicing praying over my cats to them. <laughs> but it's like, how am I going to do it? Yeah. Am I going to talk to God? How do I end it? I don't really want to say amen. Um, I mean, I'll do anything that feels unnatural to you. Right. So I think incorporating, like you said, like certain practices in your previous religion or anything and mm-hmm. using what you like in your current life. All right. Well, I think we'll wrap up there. We have been going for a while and I'm sure we can go on for like a lot more, (laughs) but I'm going to wrap up there. Um, But thank you so much for joining me for this episode. I appreciate it. I feel like I learned more about you. Like we got to really dive into our childhoods a bit more. So it was really nice kind of having this conversation and you know we're going to have another episode that is completely opposite of this but yeah i think i'm gonna wrap up there and if you want i will put all your stuff in my description box and you can find julia (laughs) on social media and stalker um Um, but thank you so much is there any last words you want to say before we wrap up um no i don't think so thanks for talking to me today I love you. I love talking to you. I love you too. I think one thing I want to say though about this whole religion shenanigans is that (laughs) I think the main thing about everything and everything in life and all religion, the lesson in what we need to learn is love. And that's like Mm -hmm. the basis of everything, the basis of the Bible, the basis of all of our teachings. And that's just what we need to be taught so that we can love each other and live in peace and coexist peacefully. And that's it. Period. Beautiful. All right. Bye. (laughs) Thank you all for listening. And I hope you enjoyed today's episode. I love and appreciate all of you guys so much. 